the Global Health Rehabilitation Initiative podcast from the School of Physical and Occupational Therapy, McGill University, also known as the GHRI. Today we'll be speaking with Occupational Therapy Master's students, Shamila Anthony Pillai, Julianne Brown, Ella Rutkowski, and Melissa Lambo, who have recently returned from their field work abroad. The GHRI podcast hosts guests who work in the field of global health and rehabilitation and are short interviews conducted with our Global Health Forum speakers and guests. Both the podcast and the forums are venues for the GHRI to engage rehab students and faculty to current topics and pressing issues in the field and ultimately show how they can get involved. All the GHRI podcasts can be found on the McGill School of Physical and Occupational Therapy website, Global Health tab. I'm Monica Slanick and I will be moderating this podcast. For the first question, I ask if you could please just say your name so we get used to your voice. What made you decide to apply for this field work? So hi, my name is Chamela and um, so I was born in Sri Lanka and I was raised there for some time. We moved to Canada when I was about 13 or 14 years old and through the years I guess I've always had this feeling that I wanted to go back. There's always been a pull and I thought this would be a great opportunity for me to do an international fieldwork placement in a place that maybe I would want to return to. Hello, so I'm Ella and together with Chamila I also did my stage in India and what really made me want to apply for it, uh, similarly to Chamila as a kid I kind of moved around, I came here from Poland, uh, but also prior to my master's in occupational therapy I got a chance to travel around and um, experience working in different contexts and different environments. I've done some volunteer work in terms of uh, sort of rehab setting in Poland and in Nepal and I really enjoyed that and I, I learning about the McGill International Placements. I got really excited about having this opportunity to learn more and uh, learn more about the profession of OT within these different contexts and how it can fit in, in different environments. But most of all, I was just really curious to learn and to kind of expand my own horizons. And that was the biggest motivator for me. Hi, my name's Melissa. Um, I've always been interested in global health. And like Ella said, I love, I love to travel. Um, I've done some, also some volunteer work in different countries. Um, and I actually, my sister is a teacher and she's been in, in Haiti for the past two years teaching. And I've gone down and visited her, but I wanted, and that was really inspiring to me, but I wanted my own experience more in a health context. So that, um, that was what motivated me partially. My name is Julianne and I did my international placement in India with Ella and Chamila. And my keenness to do an international placement was really motivated by broadening my understanding of health and seeing how other people in other places of the world live and conceptualize their their experience of health and I figured that that was relevant whether I was working here in Canada or whether I was working in a rural area or whether I was working internationally. That's interesting to see how you all came to this point. So now I'd actually like to know what you did on the field work. So I guess if you could give a title to your, your field work placement, and then also just a little bit of your day-to-day, like your day-to-day schedule. I'm sure it was a bit different than in Canada, or if you could comment on that. Yeah, so together with Chamila and Julianne, we all did our clinical placement at Amar Seva Sangam, uh, which is located in rural southern India. And it's a rehabilitation village for the disabled, and it uh, provides quite a, 
a lot of different services for people with a variety of different um, disabilities. It houses children with disabilities. And there's a spinal cord injury unit. There's a, a special school, and there's another school that integrates children uh, that live at ASA, but also uh, there's children coming from villages. There's vocational training. There's village-based rehabilitation program that they have going on there. They have outpatient clinics. So they cover quite a broad range of services. And uh, our role there was, we were there as uh, occupational therapy students, and we had a clinical supervisor that uh, came came from uh, Australia to supervise us there. And it was a big learning experience for all of us. Uh, we worked uh, mostly with spinal cord injury patients or stroke patients who came in uh, to us as outpatients. Um, we also worked with pediatrics, and uh, we really had the privilege to kind of um, decide or shape our own clinical placement by indicating who we would like to work with. So that was a great experience for us and a great opportunity. And we matched that by kind of identifying what are the needs at ASA. And the way that it would work, we were given specific clients and uh, we would see them at different types of days, depending on when worked for them. Um, Typically, we started with seeing three patients we would see them for one hour each day, and we would see them every single day. And the, ske- uh, the schedule actually worked there for six days, so we would work Monday to Saturday, and we would see our patients daily. Uh, we came up with the intervention plans, did the assessments, uh, wrote our notes, and we also had an opportunity to observe the village rehabilitation program. So we would go uh, in field and follow follow the community rehab workers. Uh, we got a chance to to observe some awareness programs that they run where they educate people in the villages. We had a chance to participate in games nights and evening activities. Some of the some of the key differences I think that we experienced uh, in our placement at Amarseva Sangam was that one, we were living on campus. We were living at the at the rehabilitation institution. So we did have all those game nights and extra festivals that we could go to and participate with patients that we saw and the staff that we were working with. And so that really built up um, a really like strong sense of community. Like we really felt like we belonged to that space in like such a short period of time. Another thing with like the cultural factors, like we obviously we didn't know the language completely. Tamil was the language that was spoken there. So we used translators in our sessions like pretty much all the time. And um, one of the cool things also about Amar Seva Sangam is that they really take into account the weather and the climate of that space. So because it's so warm down there, um, they have days that are sort of built up like they have the morning to do uh, to see the patients. So from 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. you're seeing patients. And then the afternoon is sort of where you kind of take notes and do your research and like get ready for the next day pretty much because it's so hot outside in the afternoons and nobody expects you to be walking around and working when it's that hot. Did you get used to the heat? Yeah, yeah. I think I think we mostly did. I personally did for sure. Um, I like I said, I was from Sri Lanka, so and I go back quite often. And Sri Lanka is like way hotter and way more humid, so I was fine. And Ella, did you adjust to the temperature? Uh, yeah, and I actually found it wasn't quite that bad. Like going into India, I was really expecting it to be a lot hotter, I guess. But it was it was bearable. Like it was hot. Like it was always in the thirties. 
but it wasn't anything crazy. Like it was starting to get really hot once we were leaving, but January, February were very hot but pleasant. Okay, thanks. It sounds uh, sounds interesting. Now I want to hear a little bit more about Melissa and Julianne's uh, day to day. So I did my placement in Zanzibar, which is a small island um, off the coast of Tanzania. For those who don't know, uh, I was working in a government-run hospital there called Manazi Moja. The occupational therapy department in the hospital is a pediatric outpatient clinic. So lots of kids um, from basically a couple months until about 14. Lots of mostly physical rehab, lots of cases of cerebral palsy um, was the main thing, but also developmental delay. And so we spent most of our days in the, in the occupational therapy department, but we would also sometimes go down and work with the physiotherapists and go out into the wards in the hospital. We would go to uh, student schools who would come to see us, and we would go to rural hospitals around the island because our supervisor um, is the only OT on the whole island. So we would go provide services um, around for those who didn't have access to it. One of the main differences in the schedule compared to Canada, there was um, appointments don't exist. So we would show up at 8 a.m. and everybody would be there lined up and we would just work until we were through with everyone. So it really depended on the day how many people would show up. And, but Fridays were usually less busy because Zanzibar is a very Muslim country and that's a very religious day for them. So Fridays were usually calmer. Yeah, that was my, my day-to-day. We've had a nice overview of the day-to-day from Ella and Shamila. Um, one point that I really loved was the food at Amar Sivasangam. It was absolutely amazing. Like every single meal, I looked so forward to going and was so keen to find out what was on the menu that day and they would serve us our plates and insist that we took more and we kind of had to resist a little bit but the food was just so so good so formally that was breakfast lunch and dinner terrific every time thanks julianne that's actually what i was going to ask i'm a foodie so i always want to know something about the food um melissa anything interesting about the food in zanzibar um, the food in Zanzibar actually is, had a lot of Indian influence, so it was a lot of curry. It's a, they're known for their spices, that's one of their biggest, other than tourism, that's their main industry. So they cook with all these delicious spices and it's a lot of curries. Um, everything is made of chapati, like all, they, they sell wraps and like there was a night market um, that, show, that popped up every night after six uh, with like delicious, there was just fresh seafood and yeah, it was really good. <laughs> oh yeah, tea time. Chai. Chai, yes. Yeah. Chai was like a thing and it was definitely built into the schedule as well. Tea time was super important. So at 11 o'clock and then at 3 o'clock there would be um, guys from the canteen who would come over with like pots, big containers. Yeah. And you know, everybody would kind of stop from their stop their appointments and the staff would go up, go out and get chai. Chai would be like passed around to everyone and it'd be Tramala, you want chai? Like Julianne, do you want chai? You know, everybody gets chai. The patients get chai, <laughs> the staff get chai. It's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> so so what time was that around? Eleven AM and three PM. Oh, for okay. sure. <laughs> okay. So how long were you gone for again? Eight weeks. Eight, okay, so everybody was gone for eight weeks. In that, in that time, was there one moment or one person that sort of, you know, sticks in your mind or inspired you to do something different or just, I guess, inspired you? At Amar Sivasangam, we worked quite closely with the Indian physiotherapist and there was one in particular, Sajita. 
who I worked very closely with. Here I am, the occupational therapy student, and there she is, the, the physio, and we were working with the same client with stroke. I essentially saw my role as bringing people together to help the client because Sajita was just so effective at finding solutions and she was a physiotherapist and she was so creative and had really nice adaptations and really helped uh, bring me into the cultural context and help me understand the cultural differences um, such as how to tie a sari uh, which was what we were working with with one client which I helped the client learn to do but I myself cannot say I effectively learned how to do. <laughs> Anybody else? Um, my supervisor, I would say, was really inspiring. Like I said, she was the only OT, not only in the whole hospital, but on the whole island of Zanzibar. And so she did so much work for so many people. She went around and, yeah, she was so creative. She was so used to We would go to these rural hospitals that had no equipment, and she always had a plan. Um, and that was, it was really cool to learn from. I think I met so many people that inspired me over there, and it's hard to pick one. I guess I'll mention three. <laughs> um, two people that I met and was just like amazing was Ram and Shankar. Ram is like one of the head physiotherapists at Amar Seva Sangam and then Shankar is sort of the one in charge of the village-based rehabilitation program. And they're both so amazing because they fully dedicate themselves towards Amar Seva Sangam and just building Amar Seva Sangam up. They know all their all the people at Amar Seva Sangam and it's crazy because there's so many patients there. They have jobs outside of Amar Seva Sangam. They both have clinics outside so they work incredibly hard and they just bring so much passion to whatever they do and I feel like they just dedicate themselves fully to whatever project that they're a part of. And then my third one was a spinal cord injury student at Amar Seva Sangam. He'd been taken on so that he could go to school at Amar Seva Sangam. And he's like this 15-year-old boy who's just always up for anything and, you know, whatever you want to play. Like, you want to play cricket, you want to play, you want to do a wheelchair race or whatever it is. Like, he's always up for up for anything, pretty much. And um, he really inspired me because it just he just had such a wonderful spirit. Um, yeah, was always up to participate and make others... He was so joyful. Um, so do you think that these moments or the, the like events that you just talked about, do you think that you learn something that you'll be able to transfer to your working experience or the experiences you have coming up here in Canada? Do you think that what you did there will influence how you approach your patients here? I think definitely. Um, I think no matter where I would have done my stage, it would have influenced it. I, it's still like such a huge learning curve the experiences specifically in India like they were they were very rich it was very eye-opening and like humbling to work with with people who come from such different walks of life and where things that seem very obvious are not obvious at all anymore activities of daily living we like I had to really go back ask about like and it's really taught me a lot about assumptions and questioning those making sure that you are on the same page and also communicating those things I mean language was a huge issue uh, communication was a huge issue but as Chimala mentioned before we did have translators available who also played an interesting role who were there to translate but it was so much more than that so I got to learn about that as well how this translating role was such an important and meaningful thing and 
it's definitely going to be very useful and applicable here in the setting in Canada as well. So if, if I'm a student and I'm just entering physical and occupational therapy or, you know, U2, U3, and I'm thinking about doing an international field work, um, would you recommend doing this? to everybody or is there like what, what's your opinion on that so I was actually a student I remember when I was applying for occupational therapy at McGill I remember looking at the website and seeing that they had a quite robust global health program and I was quite eager to get involved with that uh, and I'm so glad that I did so I've been involved with the GHRI throughout my master's now and it's just been so rewarding and it's really reshaped the way that I've thought about my role in global health and that I really appreciate. So there was a lot of times where I wondered, you know, should I be going? Am I going for the right reasons? And it really helped me consider that and helped me figure out for me that it was the right thing to do. So I would not blindly recommend for people to go away as a nice travel experience. You really want to be reflective as to what you're going to get out of it and what that learning is going to be. And it's really going to be about your learning and there's so much more to that overall really reflect on if you want to go and learn as much as you can about the placement and the place what the resources are there and how well you'll be supported when you go and who you'll be going with and to take all these things into consideration in the end it was wonderfully rewarding so I'm so glad that I did go um so I agree a lot with what Julianne said I had an amazing experience and I would recommend that for sure, but you have to reflect on why you're going and where you're going. And it just takes a certain amount of self-awareness and to realize that you're gonna be challenged, you're gonna be uncomfortable a lot. And if you're okay with that, then it's a really great experience. Yeah, I agree with everything that was said. I think it's a great experience, but I think it's important to keep in mind that it's not for everybody. And it takes that self-reflection and knowing yourself to know if that's something that you want to experience and kind of push maybe your comfort zone it is extremely rewarding experience I love my experience I'm so glad for it I'm looking forward for more experiences like that so yeah just really get to know yourself what are your reasons reflect a little bit and if it's something that you want to explore and get involved in it's a wonderful opportunity yeah I completely agree with everything that's been (laughs) said I think everybody's covered it all if you're going, be make sure you're reflecting and just be humble and be open because once you go there, I think you're going to learn a lot, a lot from the people that you meet and make sure you just take time to build those relationships when you're over there. And is there anything special that you recommend students to take? I mean, you did talk about learning about the, the environment, the project and culture a little bit before they go. Um, any, any extra advice on what to bring? Just there... The language is a huge thing. So if there's a way for you to learn the language of the place, learn it before, at least get to know a few words because it's greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated by the locals there when you get there. I personally found that I didn't like really need to bring much, but also be aware of the culture of where you're going and what's the appropriate clothing, because that's one thing we had to consider. We had to wear pants that covered our ankles, so long pants, uh, shoulders covered, so m- make sure you the clothing that you bring is appropriate for the place that you're going to. I know this is a little bit cliche, but I would say to absolutely go with an openness to the culture that you're going into and to take their food and take in the experience and take in their 
daily routines and practices and as much as you can whenever appropriate get on board with that because we're not going you know for our to have our coffees and and kind of the fancy things that we like here so it, it was a really wonderful experience to forego the typical things that we enjoy here and really embrace what they had over there okay thank you all so much for your for sharing your stories for your recommendations and just uh your general insights into into um into your experience and your field work thank you to our listeners and to any listeners that are students who are thinking of doing a field work in an international place i wish you luck do come and tell us about it at the ghri and do remember to visit McGill Spot GHRI tab for information on other events and other podcasts with some of our other guests. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.